welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with University of Oregon women's soccer player, Jordan Snyder. Jordan, we appreciate the time this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So to start this episode, I kind of want to get your thoughts on, you know, how excited are you to start your senior season? Your first game is coming up. It's this Thursday against New Mexico State. Yeah, we're really excited. We had like a little bit of a hiccup as a team last week, but we're all like coming back from that. Um, And I think we're all prepared and I'm excited to get started this year. We're looking pretty good. Yeah. So what was that hiccup that you guys sustained? We had a couple players test positive for COVID. So we couldn't have like full practice. Um, And we had an exhibition game last week that had to be canceled. You spent the summer competing for, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, Maccabee USA in Israel. You know, how was that experience like and how long was that? And kind of, you know, talk kind of in depth about how that went. Yeah, well, that it was really fun. I had a really fun time. It was three and a half weeks. The actual tournament was about a week and a half. Um, but we started off in Tel Aviv for like training camp where we trained for a couple days. And then we also, for five days, we toured Israel. We went to like the Dead Sea and Masada and saw other like national parks and um, did like some volunteering stuff. And then the tournament started after that. Now, how did the, how did your actual team do? We won gold. So I think we did pretty good. Anytime you win gold is, is, you know, something to be proud of, but you know, was this your first time in Israel in your life? No, my um, mom was born and raised in Israel. So I've been there a couple of times to see her family and my grandma lives there still. For, for our listeners that are, that will be listening to this, like what sort of like, what teams were you playing? Was it all across Israel or was it a global event where you were playing different teams from different countries? How did, you know, how was that? It was basically, it's basically like the Olympics, but only Jews can participate So we played, um, our bracket was pretty small. We only had five teams. It was Israel, Canada, Argentina, and Brazil, and us. Um, So it's all over the, all over the world. What do you think you learned the most? Or do you think, did you think you kind of grew from that experience? Yeah, I definitely grew because I'm not very religious, um, but I wanted to become more like, understand my Jewish identity a little bit more and become connected to it a little bit more. And I think this helped a lot, meeting a bunch of different Jewish people from all over the world and also all over the U.S. too. Now, you grew up in Mercer Island, Washington. You attended Rain Academy and Mercer Island High School. You talked about just how was it growing up in, in the Washington State area? I mean, is that area that you grew up in, you know, a big area for soccer development yeah well not necessarily soccer but sports um Island, like sports is a big part of life there it's a pretty small island it's twenty five thousand people it's like everyone knows everyone and sports play a huge role in knowing everybody there so 
talk about the differences between your two high schools that you were at, um, Rain Academy and Mercer Island High. Well, Rain Academy is actually a club that I played for. Yeah, but the, I was the only Jewish person on Rain, so at some point, but. Mm -hmm. you, you grew up in the Washington State area. You're a senior at Oregon. What was that recruiting process like? Um, was Oregon like the primary school that you checked out? You know, considering it's in the Pacific Northwest, was were you kind of going for the opportunity just to kind of stay local? Well, I knew that I didn't want to stay in Washington, mostly because I kind of wanted to like get away from my high school and like meet different people. Um, Cause a lot of people from my high school either go to university of Washington or Washington state. So I knew I didn't want to go there. Um, but I was also looking on the East coast for soccer. Um, and then I was really close to committing to a school in the East coast, but then Oregon saw me play a couple games and I went on a visit and then I, I committed right on the spot. It was like a kind of like a really fast process to commit to Oregon. Yeah. Now, did you have, I guess, envisions? Did you have you know, ambitions to play soccer at the college level? I always knew I did. Of course, like Division One was like the hope, but I wasn't opposed to playing Division Two or Division Three. You said that they they came to to recruit you at one of your games for one of your practices, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what was maybe the message that they, they said to you like after that was over? Well, my coach sent me a text after the game saying you should call the assistant coach. He wants to talk to you. Um, so I called him and we like just set up like a, a visit to come to Eugene basically. And it was a span of two weeks, which is pretty fast. Now as a defender, you know, kind of talk about, what you as a defender kind of have, have worked on from a, a skill perspective in the off season or the past off seasons, maybe how you've trained your body. And is it kind of different than compared to a goalie left mid forward, you know, how do the different positions kind of differ from off season? So I actually started off as a forward. I was a right forward and the difference between right back and forward is it's not that much of a difference but the, like the defending side was something that I really had to adjust to because as a forward like you think you don't have to defend as much um, because there's you know three lines behind you but you still have to defend so I had to like take a lot of time to learn how to do 1v1 defending and I'm still like kind of learning how to do that so this tournament we played Israel and they were they had really good forwards so playing them helped me perfect I guess one v one defending a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Is you know switching the positions is that kind of the biggest adjustment that you've had to to make um, at your time at Oregon? Yeah, I would say so. Whether it's within a game when you're playing or something that you, that you're doing on the practice field, like what's something that you feel like you've made great strides in throughout your now four years? Um, I would say heading the ball before I kind of was scared to head the ball. I would like, it's called turtling where you like the, like you lift your shoulders up. I would do that. Um, and my coach would not like it. Um, so I've tried practicing it 
and he says that I've gotten a lot better at it. So that's good. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. I see that you're pursuing a degree in marketing and want to get in the sports business side. Talk about like some of your ambitions you have with that. And then what are some changes you'd make in the uh, sports industry if you can? Um, so I don't really know like exactly what kind of career I want. Marketing and sports business just kind of attracted me the most. Um, but I think it would be pretty cool to work in like social media marketing. So just something along those lines. As for changing something in sports, off the top of my head, I would just say like equal pay between men and women. Did you ever have an opportunity to ever meet Phil Knight? No, I haven't. You know, it's funny at uh, Hayward Field, there's actually a, a parking spot in the tunnel where all the athletes go in where he gets to park his car. So, Yeah, I, I park my car there. <laughs> So, uh, so one of the things that uh, that you're really big part of at the University of Oregon is the uh, SAC program, which is the uh, student athlete athlete. Is it the student athlete uh, athletic committee? Student athlete advisory committee. I went to Emporia State. We had the same thing, but I kind of forgot what the second eight was. But, but being a part of that, uh, what were some of the challenges you have in that role, and uh, what were some of the uh, changes you were able to? Uh, implement as a whole as, as a student athlete body at the University of Oregon? Yeah, so my role is to like lead diversity and inclusion efforts within this like student athlete body. I have another um, co-director with me and this year we tried to just like get the student athletes to come together um, despite all their differences, their race, religion, gender, whatever, um, just to come together and like bond over being an athlete but being at Oregon um yeah yeah in interesting uh, one thing you got to do is uh attend the LA experience uh talk about how you got that opportunity and then what were some of the biggest takeaways from that yeah that was a really fun experience um basically um there was an application and there were 20 student athletes that could go 10 girls and 10 boys. So I was chosen. And while there, we just, it was like a four day experience where we met a bunch of different uh, people in different careers. Like we met um, a really good plastic surgeon. We met with uh, Citibank and Fox Sports, NFL Network, like a bunch of different careers in LA. And the biggest takeaway is connections are really important. Um, like a lot of them spoke about how their major was completely different than their actual job. And they got the job because they knew somebody who knew somebody. Or some notable names that were there, like speaking. We had Gina Matthews, who she um, kind of got the whole thing put together. Um, she was one of the big helpers in that. That's the one I can remember right now. I want to kind of like go back a little bit. Um, I want to talk about University of Oregon. 
Phil Knight put so much money into that institution, his alma mater, was the founder of Nike, him, Bill Bowerman, uh, started that company in 1972. It was also originally a Blue Ribbon Sports, just uh, for some facts. Uh, but uh, talk about like some of the facilities at the University of Oregon. Everybody just, that's the one thing that they talk about. Uh, what is your soccer facility like? Uh, not just your stadium that you play in, but like just like the indoor like weight room and training facility. Yeah, we, sh uh, we go to the Casanova Center. Um, it's right next to Autzen Stadium. And there's a really good treatment center in there. There's like hot tubs and cold tubs. We have three underwater treadmills. Our lifting room is in there. We have a bunch of weights. We also have a fun boxing ring in there, which is cool. Yeah, and like we do a lot of uh, like testing in there. Um, every week we do jumps. We go on this like platform and jump as high as you can every week to see how um, how how much better you improve. Um, so there's a, like a lot of resources there to make you better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So last last summer, if you don't, if uh, for people who don't know, I was in uh, Eugene, Oregon. I was working a national high school meet. I went, it was at Hayward Field, and I'm just like was blown away by the entire campus, all the facilities. If you ever go up, if you ever go up to Oregon, you have to make a stop at the University of Oregon. You got to check out some of these this facilities if you can, and just like check out the campus. They're one of the best uh, places for uh, anybody to uh, be a student at, and then also be an athlete as well. Yeah. So another thing about the University of Oregon, me and Steven both uh, love is, probably Steven a lot more than me, is the uh, uniform combinations for all the athletic programs. What are some uniform combinations they have for, uh, for your soccer program? And uh, what's like a favorite, like, you know, for like other sports, like uniform combo, like color, color scheme wise? Yeah, so we have, um, we just got, this will be our second year with the, with the new uniform. So we have black, green, white, and yellow. As for those, the green one and the black one are my favorite. Um, but I also, for, ba for basketball, I really like when they wear like the vintage uh, retro um, uniform. I think it looks really cool. And it kind of feels like I'm like living in that time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They do a really good job for uh, all, all, all sports. I, I, I think uh, the green one is my favorite. Steven, which one is yours? The, the one that was just mentioned about the throwback, the vintage. I mean, I always, there were many times where, you know, Sabrina Ionescu wore it for the women's basketball team that I really loved, but you know, whenever they mix in the black and pink, you know, every year they'll do the breast cancer awareness type of uniforms I really was a big fan of for the football team it wasn't popular at first but you know the ones they wore against UCLA in Pasadena where like the white was trying to be like a duck egg I was I was a fan of that uh, maybe because Oregon won and Kayvon Thibodeau like dominated in that game but um, those uniforms were really cool to watch like I don't or I don't think Oregon does a really bad job like they do a really good job of picking and choosing and it's funny you know we had way back in last year year and a half ago we had daryl hawkins on and he played at the university of oregon from 13 to 16 
Um, and he actually works for Nike and really helped out. I think he currently helps out with all the different brand designs and different uniforms. So you know, anytime I get alerts or see the different uniforms that Oregon puts out, I'm always um, really impressed. Yeah, they're really cool. So uh, during your time at, at Oregon, being in the uh, Pac-12 uh, Conference of Champions, what are some of your favorite road venues that you've gotten to uh, play in during the years? Um, one of my favorites was going to USC during COVID because our season was in spring and spring season is also lacrosse season. So lacrosse was using USC's field. So we had to play in the Coliseum, which was really cool. Even though it was empty, it was still really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 32 and 84 Olympics were held there. And I think a couple Super Bowls are there. Just a lot of history in that, uh, in that venue for sure. Stanford, don't, do they have a nice uh, soccer stadium? Yeah, their field's very nice. They take care of their grass really well, too. Uh, very nice. Uh, Jordan, we really appreciate you uh, coming on. Um, I got one more question for you. What advice would you give anyone that has a dream out there that's trying to, like, whether, you know, work in sports business, become a professional soccer player, or be a lawyer or doctor? What advice would you give them? Uh, I would just say if you want it, then you should try to do it. Um, if you want it that bad, you shouldn't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Very good. Yeah, Jordan. So um, every time we have a college athlete on to kind of help them out with some exposure, you know, do you have any social media platforms that you're willing to promote um, and for maybe them to kind of reach out to you? Um, yeah, I have uh, my Instagram is Snyder.Jordan with two N's at the end. And then do you have a Twitter? Yeah, it's L-O-O-L-E-Y Snyder. Lily's my nickname. Jordan, we really appreciate the time. You're our first college soccer player to come on. So we really appreciate you coming on, talking about your past couple seasons. And now you kind of have a preview to the season that you're about to start. But, you know, both Sam and I kind of wish you the best for this upcoming senior year. Thank you for having me. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.